Welcome again to Insight Nature versus Nurture. This is a podcast focused on broadening individual perspectives regarding the impact of food, environment, and the individual themselves on achieving optimal physical and mental health. So sit back, plug yourself in, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Hello, Joel. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Good. How was the long weekend? Oh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Lots, lots of family time. Good. Entertain the kids. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. How about you? Nice Same. weather anyway. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we needed this. One, yeah, wonderful, eh? Oh, here comes the bee's knees. Hi. Sorry, I didn't see your, your link. Wowie, I was just sitting there like a, like a madman. Like a mutt. Like yeah, a yeah, that's a better way. I was going to say something worse, but <laughs> more thank PG. You. Yeah, thank you. Trying to be a little a little more PG. What? Because for you, Neil. For me? You yeah. know I'm sensitive. I do. I'm, I I'm highly sensitive. You're a sensitive guy. I was, I was in the Navy. I was known as the sensitive guy. Ah, you were that. You were the guy dropping the soap in the showers. <laughs> and there goes the PG. Oh, whoops! Sorry, man. I, I tried. <laughs> I, took off, I took off about a minute and nine seconds. Forty forty-four seconds. <laughs> forty-four seconds for you. Is is a uh, Benny Benny boy coming on or what? I haven't heard. I don't know what he's up to. He's so MIA. We'll have to, yeah, he'll probably jump in. That's all right. Or something. Yep. So, Greg, you had an idea for the topic this evening. Yes. Well, and let's not do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good like for it. curveballs. Let's go. <laughs> no, no. What was it? Um, taking a break. When to know how to take a break, when to take a break, or when to not take a break. So, taking breaks in general. <laughs> so, in general, okay. So, so in general, in terms of both fitness, yeah, both nutrition. Exactly. I mean, because it can go across the whole platform. Work-wise, yeah. we know that. The gym, we know that. Um, and, yeah, sleeping even. Like, you know, take a break and sleep. Or or maybe you yeah. get too much sleep. You know, like it's, you can use it for almost anything. So No, yes, exactly. Absolutely. And I'm sure Neil's going to jump in and have tons of awesome information to give us. And But uh, <laughs> before, he goes, before he goes on the rant, I think, I think for me – the two advantages, I guess, psychological Dick. advantage and uh, – <laughs> there, I ran you under the bus there, right? Eh? Yeah, boy. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, for me, taking breaks is definitely important for me. Uh, but with the psychologically and, you know, physiologically, like you, you – but the fitness – on the fitness side of things, it's definitely easy to, to understand. I mean, your body needs to recover, so that's an easy one. So, therefore, you need a break for your, for your body. But eating as well, I mean – because it'll it'll definitely calm those cravings once in a while if you reward yourself. There you so go. Yes. See, see what he said. Totally. Oh, I love it. I'm I'm getting I'm getting teary eyed. <laughs> you are sensitive. My my boys all grows up. <laughs> no, but I was joking, Neil. You're very interesting to listen to. I just, I just wanted to put in a word before Greg keeps interrupting me. <laughs> I do, man. It's my special power. You know that, okay? You have I a know. superpower. <laughs> Right, you are you are a blocker. I am, in all ways. Poor, yeah. 
cock blocker. I was a tight end. <laughs> right? I was a football blocker. You everything. You, you name it. Right. There you go. Yeah. PG. PG. Put right <laughs> the worst wingman ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, totally. Wait, back to what, but back to what Joel said. Some people don't take breaks. That's the thing. Some people go yeah. nuts and overtrain and hurt themselves. So, like, you say it's easy. You say it's common sense, but people don't do it. Do you mean so? You, you're you're talking to one right now. Like with my uh, with my eating disorder, it's it's. I mean, it's psychological, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, anorexia is a psychological issue it's a psychological disorder and it's got a very high mortality rate out of pretty much the majority of the 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 diagnosis for psychological disorders um anorexia nervosa is one of the highest has got the highest mortality rate but Jeez. anyway that being said it's um it's it's really just I couldn't turn it off. Like I had to exercise. I became um, a, uh, a slave to it. And I guess there's this is why like I'm so passionate about the coaching and, and the balance that insight brings is it was the balance that saved me. You know, it wasn't the determination and the brute force and ignorance that got me healthy. It was the it was it was finding that middle ground. It's like living on a teeter totter. You have these people that just live in their excuses and they just don't do shit. Mm. They won't get up. They won't start, you know, and then you have the other ones that won't stop. Mm -hmm. And the health is somewhere in the middle. And this is what really people need to understand. And what that middle looks like to everybody is different because of, and I'm, I know Joel can attest to this and, and support this, but you know, your central nervous system can determine how frequently you exercise, how intensively you exercise, yep. the type of muscle that you have can determine what rep range, whether or not you're a heavy lifter or if you're, you respond more to high reps and volume. And see, these are the things that people aren't getting to get to know through experts, like people like us that, that are in the group that can help them identify, okay, you know what? You're an ectomorph, you're a mesomorph, you're an endomorph. And you know, you're, you're finding that your central nervous system is getting overloaded because your appetite goes down and then it affects your hormones. Like all of these little nuances we're trained to identify to help people understand who it is that they are. So they're not trying to fit into a, a mold that they aren't designed to fit into that they never would. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's the lack of individuality I find that's leading to a lot of these issues and this whole um, mindset of, you know, push through the pain, one more rep. Mm -hmm. um, there was a really good article that was posted into the group quite a while back regarding one more rep and how it's a, a bullshit way of thinking. And it's, it's not necessarily meant for someone who is managing so many different psychological um, emotional and physical issues. Totally. Even for like the, for being like someone who's starting the gym or starting a workout, one more rep, like I'll be honest, like even though Joel's workout in that app, some of those like squat ones, like I could, I felt my hamstring kind of like, Oh, and I stopped. You mean like, I, I don't yeah. want to, I can't one more and then I blow yeah. my hamstring and I'm done for, you know, two weeks, three weeks. I mean like, Listen yeah. to your body. That's for me. Like I know I've even done the gym. Like sometimes you go, you go in and you're like, you're just not feeling it or life happens. You take a week off. I come back the next week. Yeah. I feel even better. I come back stronger. Right? My, my weights are up. I'm like, what's going on here? I mean, like I find it's uh, huge for that for me anyway. And you, and you do it right because the, the way that the, the workout was designed is, yes, it might be a bit much for uh, 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 someone that just started out working out. 
but the thing is, is you don't have to push, like I said, to that one more rep, that last rep that's going to hurt you. you. I just wanted to put it in the way where there's room to grow. So I, I didn't want to put yes. too easy yeah. and then you kind of max out your, your workout and then it's not hard enough. So totally. it's like you got to be, you got to be pushed. Like you got to be challenged. But like I exactly. said, you listen to your body too. Like I said, my hamstring exactly. kind of did something weird and it's telling me something They maybe don't do one more rep because I'm going to snap. Right. Here. You mean like, that's perfect. Being being healthy allows you to hear the body. So it's it's that relationship that we keep talking about. So that if you're if you know your partner, then you know when they're upset before they know they're upset. You know when they're overdrawn, when they're tired, and you know when to step in to kind of take up some of that some of that burden from them. Um, your body and mind are the same way. So the healthier that you become, the more that you're going to know your limits, and the more comfortable you're going to be pushing them because you there's this innate intuitive feeling where i know i'm capable of more but pushing the right way is a big issue you know how some people joel respond to you you know yelling at them saying come on one more rep yeah and then there's some that respond to the soft hand right i saw this in the military saw in the fire department people responded to different um coaching strategies or different uh what's the word stimuli right that's very true and it's Right. And it's it's the same. But I find it's the mind that gets in, in, in the way. Like for me, it was my mind. My body was trying to protect me. It was making me sick. It was robbing me of muscle. It was making me tired. But there were supplements. There was all kinds of different things that I would take to get me to go because my mind wanted me to go. Right. And right. And the body was telling me through sheer just lack of progress that um, I shouldn't be going. But again, you get it in there. And then eventually my body shut down and prevented me from going. And I feel that this is a big reason why people fall off their nutrition and fall off their training because they haven't, they haven't asked that question. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, mm-hmm. right? And that's why Insight has the experts, why they've got us you know, to, to speak in regards to physicality, nutrition, mindfulness, so that we're aware of ourselves going into that and we can determine whether or not this is right for us. And oftentimes we have to find what's wrong before we find what's right. We got to go in, train a certain way. You know what? I'm not not enjoying it. It's it's arduous. I got to drag my ass to the gym or I have to plug my nose to eat this food. Mm. Maybe this isn't right for me. Yes, it may be nutritious, but if it's not going to be something that I can commit to on a on a you know permanent basis, then maybe I should be rethinking my strategy. Big time. Mm-hmm. What well, the the only question I have? I see Trevor. Or Joe, hey, Joe, Joe. Hey, hey Joe. Joe. Hey, Gang. How you doing, lad? Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to. I just, That's if, I just oh, got a picture. Oh, hi, I, just hi, got a, hi. I just got a picture from Greg, or not from Greg. Sorry, from Ben. Ben's sitting around a campfire right now. By the looks he's of it. taking a break. Perfect. Yeah, he's taking a break. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. So, Greg. Greg, can you get Joe up to speed on on Yeah, on Joe, this? what we were talking about was just uh, more or less taking a break, just in all aspects of, you know, your nutrition, your fitness, your work life, just when to do it. Is it good? Is it bad? Should you do it? Should you not do it? And just we're just kind of talking about that and just hitting on points. I'm yeah. sure that you uh, can definitely relate to some of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Have you? Well, when it comes to the stereotypical mindfulness guy, I don't ever work. 
I'm going to break. I, I believe that I'm just on a constant break, man. That's right. Um, no, I look. I, I absolutely do. I think that um, as someone who was uh, who was a self-proclaimed uh, workaholic back, you know, back a few years ago, um, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely see fully, um, you know, the opportunity to embrace that disconnect, whether it's. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, technology kind of thing, whether I just caught the last end of what Neil was saying about, you know, even about the gym and about nutrition, um, you know, and he and I have discussed that, you know, different times before, even, you know, the times where you have a burger, um, you know, even though it's not on, you know, on a meal plan that you've been sticking to or, um, you know, or, or taking that break from the gym, even if it's, you know, an entire week that you need off the gym because your body's telling you or your mind's telling you, which is, which is still part of your body. So, I, I, I do agree with um, with taking it. What I agree with even more is planning it whenever possible. Mm. Uh, yes. You know, because if we yeah. plan so many other things in our lives, uh, that it's the part that always gets left out. And look, pretty much anyone that I have worked with uh, over the past, you know, what year and a half, two years that I've been, I've been out in the public more doing, you know, doing mindfulness stuff with clients. I would say that the majority of them say the same thing all the time well you know and have you been making it with you know meditating or finding five minutes alone somewhere quiet you know and whatever well, i haven't had time well i haven't had time well how did you make out with you know writing uh, 10 gratitudes in the morning when you woke up well i didn't have time okay well, what did you have time for well i had time to go in all these places and you know stick to the schedule and you know run errands for four people and go to my job and look after kids right but, Who's looking after you? Right. Right. They, yeah. They basically yeah. prioritize everything else. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's uh people. People don't have problems. They just have shitty priorities. And uh, I, I, I find at the end of the day, they, yeah, they, they put themselves so far down those list of priorities, and they're almost afraid to slow down and take that break because then all of a sudden the demons catch up to them and they start to realize, holy crap, well, like I really don't like how I feel. Yeah. I don't. Well, What's that? Sorry, I think there was a delay. I was talking over you, Neil. I apologize, man. But I, I, I was just saying we tell them that they can't. You know, as society now, we're telling people that they can't take a break. We're telling people that if they don't get up at four o'clock in the morning, they're never going to succeed as an entrepreneur. If they don't That's true. Work 12, hour, 12 hours a day, they're not going to do this. If they don't get their kids involved in free sports, they're a shitty parent. If they're not doing this, you know, they're not that. One more they're rep, you're, you're not going to make the gains. Yeah, yeah, one more yeah. rep. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. right? yeah you're never, you're never going to be on stage. You're never going to make the show if you don't get to the gym one more hour a day. I mean, right. look, guys, and, and Neil, well, and, and, and all of you, Joel, I mean, personal trainer, I mean, you guys know this stuff even better than I do, but I've, I've done some, you know, I've watched some of the studies and I've looked at some of the stuff where they, where they look at the genetics of the personal body, like an, an individual. And they're, you know, not everybody's made to be up at five in the morning. Some people, their bodies, no. their bodies are not genetically built dude, to be up dude, at five in the okay. morning, right? So I just, I just watched, I just watched a documentary on, um, it was a Netflix, it was Crave, and it was about like, it's, it's about this, this um, genetics. Yeah. Really, the, the the whole thing, and of course, you know, Jody leaves the room, and I'm sitting there, I'm glued right to the TV, and. <laughs> But she's like, this is so freaking boring. I'm like, this is awesome. Anyway, 
they 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 talk about um, there's people that only need four hours of sleep, and they they've identified the gene. Yeah. So it's gene expression. So this is again insight. This is what it's all about. We get so many people together to celebrate individuality, so that there are people in there that are only going to need four hours of sleep. There's going to people be people that need eight to ten, but it's you know for someone who needs four, giving them eight to ten is like someone who's on a specific medication or has some issue, genetic issue with their kidneys and asking them to drink four liters right. of water. So they're, they're in there thinking, well, everybody needs to drink four liters of water because it's healthy. Meanwhile, they're damaging their kidneys because of some rare genetic mm -hmm. defect, right? So here's, here's where I'm going to get in. I'm going to make a flip right now because um, we're doing awesome is it's the mindfulness of taking a break. We need to feel less guilty while taking time off because what's happening is the guilt associated to taking time off from the gym by taking a break from your nutrition plan to just collect your your wits like a boxer does in between rounds we're made to feel guilty for it. we feel guilty for it so what that does is it sends this biochemical neural a neurochemical reaction through the body and the body's automatically thinking it's doing something wrong. Hence the feeling of anxiety when you're, when you don't have anything to do. Man, you guys hit that both in the head, like Joe and Neil. You're, I, I yeah. get that way. I literally get that way. If I'm not yeah. doing some sort of, you know, extracurricular work or, you know, trying to do this podcast, you know, I'm just like, man, I feel guilty. Like, I feel like I should be doing something or you're at the gym. Like, Oh, I missed the gym. Like, I feel like a, I feel like a piece of shit. I mean, like, but you're right. Society yeah. is yeah. like, are like you know they're always pushing like you know one more they're pushing that in our faces it's so true it's con it's condition it's condition and Joel's post to the to the community this week was awesome and I want to really 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 step out of the box here Joel and commend you on that post I mean here he is an insight expert and he's showing trans you know transparency to the group he had a tough week and this and that but he he showed them how to look at that as a positive because he's learned something about himself but again it's that weakness right mm -hmm. the weakness is is the inevitable is is the eventual strength and uh, anyway yeah i really really wanted to come out and say how proud i was to see you know someone with your background and leading the people within the group to be able to step out and be transparent like that it's that's a sign that of strength that was actually right? awesome oh who we lose? oh we lost we lost him <laughs> he lost <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> crying <laughs> i bet you he's he got so so he gets so yeah, emotional he, he thought you were making fun of him so he hung up see uh joe i think yeah. i i really want to hit back on what you said too is planning a break because i think and if you that did that great. oh he's back i, I was there no no it's, it's like last time i was there the whole time i heard what you said Neil. uh thank you no it's true I, I was there the whole time trying to talk and i thought i thought you guys were ignoring me again <laughs> we like to do that no but no but no but uh ignore ignore yeah, the exactly. frenchman no but thank, thanks neil appreciate that and uh and what i said is true right so I, I get low times yeah. myself too. Like sometimes I need, like I said, kicking the butt myself. And and really though, seeing everyone posting and like sharing their struggles and stuff like is really motivating. It is for it real. Is motivating, it right? makes me yeah. it makes me want to do yeah. better because I'm like these guys are they're pushing working their, their ass yeah. off to, to to get better. And and I should lead by example, you know. So like I, I've had a couple bad days, but it's time to get back on track. If yeah, that's so, awesome. So, yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, thanks yeah. for interrupting me, good, Joel. Good as I was saying, <laughs> take that, Greg. <laughs> no, but yeah, like Joe and, and, and Joe, Neil, and Put Joel, this is you guys. Planning them is great, but how do you plan them? So do you have a? Do you have a? Like I said, because I feel like it would take some of the anxiety away if you plan it. Like, okay, I know there's my rest coming up, but like, how do you go to the gym and like I'm doing two weeks on, one week off? How do you like? How does it fit in a schedule? Do you mean like you 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 plan it, do your research, but also just like you 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 guys know yeah. what I do on Sunday, right? And I even announce it to the group. I'm like Sunday, I'm going to be not reachable during the day. Like that's my downtime, and I I need that that mm. just that one day, and that's. Again, going back, and I'll keep this nice and short because I know Joe's going to have a lot of input on this, is that goes back to being healthy, right? Healthy people, we've, we're under this misconception or we're, we've got this misconception that being healthy means never being sick, never being worn out, never being tired, never being overwhelmed. But really what being healthy means is that you're aware of that earlier and it takes you less time to pick yourself up from it because you don't go mm. as deep into it, all right? Um, depression, like all these things, man, we all have them. But the thing is, is that it, it because of our, our current state <laughs> of shittiness, it, we, we just don't feel it until it's like a Mack truck mm. on top of us. And then it, it, it becomes a big deal. Like it's, it's, it's crippling at that stage. So the healthier you become, the more aware of your body and your mind you become. Like I've worked with a lot of women over the years. I'd say close to 70, 65, 70% of my clientele were, were women or are women. And um, there are so many women out there that don't even know when their menstrual cycle is because they feel so crappy all the time that until they're full into it, they have no idea when it's coming up. They can't feel the mm -hmm. premenstrual, right? So there's no way of preparing for it. So I think a big issue is we're not healthy enough to prepare for those breaks because we don't know when to take them because we're not paying attention. Totally. Do you understand? I'm, I'm one. I'm exactly right? one. Like, I don't even know. I mean, this weekend was awesome, but we, what, we didn't really plan it again. Like, I'd love to plan out these more down the way, right? So. Yeah. You, you didn't know. But, sorry. But be, oh. Never mind. I was going to make No, go point. ahead. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But also, also being busy on your downtime is uh, is a gap that we tend to fall into. Like, so you have a weekend off, so you're planning like traveling with the kids, and you're dragging the kids everywhere when they've had, like Joe said, uh, three different sports right. that they needed to go to, and school, and you know, Bible study, and they need a break too. and visit, you know. So yeah, so like it's it's gotten away, it's gotten way away from us where you can't just kick the kids out the back door and lock them out and say play outside. Well, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. We'll find something <laughs> to do, right? Um, those days are gone. It's always about stimulating the kids. The kids always need to be stimulated and there's no breaks. Even when mom and dad are off work and the kids are out of school, you're chasing your tails around either going to an airport for a Disney vacation where there's an, an itinerary. You're in Disney for 18 hours that day, right? And go, 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 go. And you come back and it's like – it's it's crazy how we've learned to take a break by cranking the volume up to 11 for a little while and then bringing it back down to 10 and thinking 10 <laughs> is, is acceptable. Yeah, some vacations with the kids are not breaks. I will definitely agree with that. No. Yep. No. Yeah, yeah. Joel, you've had a few of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is Joe. Oh, yeah. So what do you think about that, Joe? What can you contribute to the – 
the whole mindfulness aspect of, of um, like this, what can people do to kind of force themselves out of that familiar rat race to take a break and how, how can they realize that it doesn't need to be a fire sale? You don't have to quit your job and leave your marriage and all this other stuff. It could be just a matter of a 24-hour time frame or maybe an afternoon. Well, and, and you used a great word there. You said forced. And that's, that's the, the first place to start is the fact that realistically, if you want any sort of a break to do anything for you, it can't be forced, right? And that's what so many people do. Uh, mm, and, right. I mean, and I know that that's why you use the word, right? I mean, it's because it's how we all have to, or we, how we all have to feel we have to react yeah. to this type of thing, right? And, and part of that comes down to, again, society, societal norms, and guilt. Um, so if your coworkers know that you're taking the afternoon off, you try to downplay it, right? Well, I have to do this. I have to go there. I have yes. to do this. Because otherwise yeah. they think you're a shitstorm and you're walking out on the office and, you know, how dare you? And now they're going to get extra work. Mm. yeah you're not holding your weight the family and they realize that the mom or the dad is taking an hour or five minutes or 20 minutes or whatever to go here go there or lock themselves in the bathroom um again you know somebody's looking to call social services because you know how dare you right so (laughs) the thing is that 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 the societal norms you know they really do make us feel guilty and we feel forced and or we're forced to have to do this so and Neil, like you know, we've talked before, as we were talking a, a few minutes ago about, you know, when you get into neuroscience, right? So when, when we're talking about changing these things and when we're talking about taking a break or disconnecting or whatever, you're, whatever it is that you're trying to do to, to force a bit of a reset or a new habit that he forms, um, the thing is, it can't be something that you're viewing as a have to or need to. Right. So, so, and it doesn't even need to be 24 hours, guys. It can be five minutes. It can be 10 minutes. And that could be once a day, five minutes once a day. Think about that. Right. So many people say, well, there's no way in hell I can take a week off. I just can't do it right now. There's too much going on. Bullshit. Take five minutes today and do that every single day for the next seven days. Look, when they, in in the research of neuroscience, it's four days. If you can, in a positive way, okay, or at least, it, if nothing else, in uh, a middle ground, right? So if you cannot be in a negative position or looking back to the past, if you cannot be in an anxious position or looking forward to the future, if you can be neutral and in that neutral space, try to look at something new. So this new habit, so whether it's taking the phone and setting it on the counter for 20 minutes or a half an hour, you know, once a day, and, you know, going and sitting on the back yeah. deck or, or picking up a book or doing something that's disconnecting from the electronics, those first four days, you're going to have, you know, mild panic attacks because you're <laughs> not, you know, constantly on the device and you're trying to figure out why, right? <laughs> or you're thinking, you know, I should be looking at my, yeah, yeah. At my app that tracks my steps and, you know, because Joel's going to be asking how many steps I had and, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't read the book, maybe I can read the book while I'm walking or whatever, right? That- so not to keep picking on Joel, but everybody else was. So, um, but, but if you're, you know, if you're looking at those types of opportunities, taking that five minutes, literally five minutes has been shown. I mean, this is study. This is not just some, you know, woo woo out there, you know, the way people normally, when I say, when people say, what do you, right? you haven't been drinking, say, have you, Joel? And I see the first thing they think is that I'm some kook, right? Um, so because they don't understand the whole mindfulness thing and where it goes with this. So if you can take, you know, we have a scientific studies that for five minutes, um, you can be in a neutral territory 
And when you're neutral, what it allows your body to do and your mind to do is to, to actually accept what you're feeding it. Um, so if you are not stressed, if you're not anxious, if you're not in a situation where your body is saying, no, okay, we may be in a fight or flight situation here. Um, so we're pulling everything we need to and, and pushing it out to the limbs, you know, pushing it to the heart and the lungs, getting ready to, to fight or flight in those situations. You know, when you talk neuroscience, you cannot do anything new. You cannot make anything new. You cannot well, no, you shut, shut down. down. Yeah. So if you think that, okay, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to take this 20 minutes every day. Um, I'm going to be stressed as all get out, but I'm going to take it because, you know, because Joe Trevor said, man, if I can just take 20 minutes, I'm, my life's going to just turn around for me. So I'm going to take it, God damn it. And you know, it kills me. <laughs> and then they sit, in the, they sit in the corner and they, out yeah. or they tap their fingers on the table or they, you know, or the whatever's going on, they're tapping their toes and they're waiting for the 20 minute clock to ding so that they can get out of there. Then nothing has changed. They've right. formed no new habit. It's part of their pattern, right? It's part of their genetics now. And, and neuroscience has proven this, that you can actually recode your genetics. <laughs> if you're able to work for four days on something like this in a neutral situation. So not to get deep into this, or we'd be here all night going into this, and it literally take seven or eight hours to explain it all. But if you can take that five minutes and not feel guilty about it, because really, in the grand scheme of things, what is there to feel guilty about? I'm taking five minutes. I'm taking 10 minutes. I'm going to write a few gratitudes, a few things that I'm really happy for in my life, even if it's the air I'm breathing. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to, I'm going to detach. It's... It's conditioned into us, Joe, the same reason why we feel guilty if we have a handful of chips. You know, it's just this, it's the pressure that we all have of this preconceived perfection. Now, you mentioned something that is really, really big. And I, I think I can, you know, kind of um, bring it to the, to the whole dietary nutrition front. And, you know, a lot of what we go through is, is habitual. But I love that you cannot, like you brought up the point, you cannot... And it supports what we're doing with insight. You cannot make change by force. So these, 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 you know, uh, 12 week intense, really, you know, uh, uh, these gimmicks that are out there in terms of, you know, these transformation challenges that happen over a short period of time. And they've, you know, they, they do everything for you. It's just this, this cerebral blasting of behavioral, you know, you're going to change your life. You're going to do this. And right. of course, everybody drinks the Kool-Aid. Their response is, oh my God, I'm never going back there. I feel fantastic. Blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. This changed my life. But it didn't because you cannot force new information in, new behaviors in without creating that gap, that space, that emptiness. And with Insight, we keep talking about mm -hmm. replacement, right? Removing one thing and then replacing it with another, not trying to jam this two objects in the same space. That creates conflict and that creates uh, um, inflammation. So when you're talking about taking that five-minute break, that five-minute break could change your life because of the – like Albert Einstein, he was – he would um, come up – he'd come against an impasse when it came to an equation or, or, or a theorem of, of some sort, what he was working on. And he just couldn't get through it. He couldn't think through it. He just couldn't conceptualize it. Mm -hmm. So he would go really? for a swim. And he said, yeah, he'd go for a swim. And he said, every time when I'm done the swim, 
because of the involvement. Like I found it with my motorcycle. I go for a ride my motorcycle, come back, and the problems weren't problems anymore. Like I could <laughs> see around them because I removed myself from them for a little while. I created some space between myself and it. And uh, anyway, like that's and, – and that was just in the evenings. I go out for 15 or 20 minutes and go for oh, a rip. For a rip, are you about? And this is what exercise should <laughs> – Sorry. For a rip. I had to do that. That sounds, with Neil, like when you know when you forget her name or something like that, and the more you think about it, the less you can remember. And then you start talking about something yes, else, and all of a sudden, yes. it comes to your mind. That's, that's it, yeah, it's yeah. totally that's, people. That's yeah. You start right? thinking about Joel, and there's science behind that. Right. Right. So you <laughs> go from your beta, which is your, yeah. your, your cognizant mind, like where you're actually going all day long, right? You're thinking, it's your conscious mind. Everything that you're doing, everything that you're thinking about is worked through except for your habits, right? And 95, right. 95%, and yeah. this, again, this is science, 95% of what we do every day is habitual. We barely need to think about it, right? So only 5% yes. of it needs to be in our conscious mind anyway. But when we can move down to alpha and theta, which is where we're, we're starting to slow everything down, we're tapping more into the subconscious mind and so on. Right. And that's right. what Einstein was doing, right? When, when, when the swim, when any, anybody like that, when there's, you know, when there's the time for the swim or the time for the slowing down or the closing your eyes and detaching or not paying attention to what's around you, that's when right. you the walking, the meditation, we're yeah. able to accept things, right? Mm. So when, mm. even when we're talking about this stuff and even when we're talking about nutrition and, and our bodies and all the things that we're doing with our bodies, you can't form all of these new habits and have them have any sort of positive impact and or genetic coding and or become part of who you are as a person, your patterns, if they're not, uh, uh, what do I want to say, like absorbed into your subconscious. So if they're not brought down to the subconscious level, there's absolutely no way we can do it. And when you are stressed, when we're in the fight or flight, you cannot, you cannot You're, tap into the subconscious. Yeah. You are always in the conscious at that point. And so we need to be able to get out of that, right? And that's, yeah. that can be that five minutes. It can be huh. living in the now and not living in the future or the past, right? There's a lot more science to that whole future and, and past thing, you know, that we talk about in mindfulness when we're talking about you know, cognitive behavior or rational yeah. behavior. There's actual science behind it that shows. Yes. Yeah, I've read, his, I've, read his, I've, read his, I've read his book, yeah. I, Eckhart, yeah, the power of now. He's phenomenal at that, and it and, and it is, yeah. It's a, it's just about being it's about being present, and these breaks give you that opportunity. We we've often said it, but we don't. I I don't believe. I mean, now as we're older and more experienced, we start to to see the gravity of it. But yep. stop and smell the roses, you know. And I see this with weight loss. And Joel, I know you know we're on the same page here. Is People just, they get hell bent on getting there and they don't give a shit how, and they don't care if they burn, you know, themselves out and everybody else around them, as long as they achieve their goal, because it's the whole dog chasing the car. And then when they get there, they realize that they haven't learned anything in regards to how to maintain it. They haven't earned the right or, to, to, or they don't get there you know, that, because they're burning yeah. the car or that. Yeah. Right. And, right. and I've seen, or they, or they I've crash seen this effect, not yeah, only trip up. The, the people around them like i've seen relations being ruined by that like people separating because one person yeah. would be just too obsessed about fitness and everything else stop counting right well it's it's what it's what it was it drove a big wedge in, in between myself and my previous marriage was you know she just didn't have the interest in it and it was my right. you know it was my passion 
So there was, there was a disconnect there for sure. But right. I Online. always, yeah, right. And, and, you know, I have an issue sometimes balancing those two. I'm getting a lot better at it um, through practice and making mistakes. And I'll be totally candid with that. Um, but I often refer to a boxer, right? A boxer takes these, these breaks between rounds. And it's not to, you know, uh, it's not a piss break for people in the audience. What it is, it's, uh, or, or time for commercials, it's to give the fighter a chance to take a break, catch their breath. And see, with Einstein swimming and a lot of us exercising and the, the medication, medication, meditation, the breathing changes. So a lot of it is, you know, your breathing has a big influence on your neuro, uh, neuro, uh, chemistry and the, the electricity that circulates through the body. Um, so taking a break in between rounds, it allows the fighter, yes, to catch their breath and change their breathing and slow their heart rate down. But it also allows them time to analyze what just happened and then project in regards to what's going to happen a lot. What we do with insight in regards to these weekly check-ins it gives us a chance to reflect. It gives us a chance to prospect forward, to project forward. But the only way that you can reflect and project right. forward is and if you're in the now. we seldom do in our everyday lives, right? And that's... <laughs> That huge, well, the, the entire basis for mindfulness, right? So the, the formation of what I work in is about being able to accept, understand, appreciate what's happened in the past, um, understand that the future can't be controlled. You know, no matter what we talk about goals and all those things, you can work towards the future, but there's absolutely yeah. no way we can control the future, yeah. although we like to try to think we can. The gurus out there tell us that we can, you know, as long as what's in between now and then, yeah. Five, you know, for this seven CD set, um, <laughs> you know, we can absolutely control everything in our future, um, you know, and, and again, it's all crap, and it's it's a, another another layer of the societal um, expectations that are forced upon us. So it's understanding that, you know, and, yeah. and some people say to me, you know, when I talk about acceptance of the past and you know, and and, and kind of working forward and so on. They say, well, you know, with everything that happened to me, my traumas in my uh, childhood and all these types of things, you, you can't just dismiss that. That's not what we're saying. No, that's absolutely not what mindfulness is about. But it's about understanding that what has happened has happened. Appreciate it for the, the experience that it was. Um, understand and analyze it um, if that's relevant to you at this point and for, not for everybody. Um, there are some people with severe traumas that it's not as not as great to be able to go back into those and we sometimes suggest they don't um, but even when it comes to this um, you know working through uh, wellness and or you know exercising specifically or nutrition specifically there are things in our past that are keeping us from being in the now right well I tried this before it didn't work I tried this before it didn't work mm -hmm. I tried it eight times it didn't work I've been to the gym four times it didn't work so those are some very specific things that we can work on with people and we can help them accept that each and every time that they've tried something, there's A, something to learn from it. B, it's still part of their, their book, their journey, right? Something that they wrote about in their mind and the timeline, right? That they can kind of go back on. I, 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 f I feel... Man, I, I, don't, like I, I don't want this to stop. Here. Just continue. <laughs> I apologize. No, man, I love it. Um, and uh, I, and I, I will wrap up, though. But, but yeah, so, but so this... like, all of those things, though, are opportunities for us to be able to let go of those and move into the now and understand that right now is the only part that we can control. 
and to be not looking too far into the future to try to yeah. figure out like you know even with even with all the great posts this weekend of what happened last week for everyone uh what people are already concerned about may or may not happen this coming week that's driving a shit ton of anxiety so for all of you who are part of the group who are listening to this I feel you absolutely 100%. And I love each and every one of you for even being, you know, open enough to talk about it inside the group and to say this. And that's what I love about how you guys have built this community that people feel safe to be able to talk about it. But the thing is, I, we can't have people going out into this week and being fearful for what the week is going to bring. We need to be able to look at last week and understand what, what part of the journey it was. We need to understand some of the roadblocks and things that were thrown at us. We need to appreciate and more so we need to accept them. They've happened. We can't change them. We might be able to learn from one of them or two of them or whatever, but we can't change it. Right. But that's, that's, that's where the mindfulness comes in. Like that's where the break comes from is because this week is happening and moving forward. Like uh, again, there's, there's being apprehensive and then there's being prepared. And I find people are absent um, and they make the the same mistakes over and over again. And there's a saying, you know, a mistake made made repeatedly is a choice. So we're choosing to avoid a lot of these issues because we refuse to take the breaks necessary to identify the issues. And, you know, my mantra, the obstacle is the way. So to feel pain and discomfort is actually a good thing because it tells you where you need to go. And I feel that's where I and I'm speaking from experience. That's why I wouldn't slow down. I hated myself. I hated my body. I controlled nothing. And this felt like it was some sort of control for me. So if I slowed down, then the doubt would start to sink in and the doubt hurt. But I needed that doubt. Because I needed to ask the question, should I be doing what I'm doing to myself? Is it really, is it really what I want? But, um, and that's where these breaks can really break people down. I mean, I, it's funny, we call them breaks. Um, and in terms of you know, physiology, you break a bone, you, you break a muscle, a tear a muscle, it grows back, it heals stronger than it was before it was broken. So maybe, you know, thinking of a break as, okay, this is my break. This is my sore point. This is my, my purchase point, like Greg and, and, and Ben and Joel have heard me say. And Joel, Joe, you'd be familiar with this, the purchase point when you're at a car extrication. This is the purchase point, right? And I, was, I wasn't too distracted by everything else going on around me and all the noise and sirens and people screaming and everything going on. I was able to find that purchase point and I was able to expand upon that. And I, I think that's where the downtime, you know, um, eating the cheeseburger, my God, it, it, it's, um, I think it was oh, Greg or Joel that brought this up. So. <laughs> uh, or actually it might've been Joe, but right. Eating that cheeseburger can actually be more beneficial to you because of the break that it gives you. Because what you're doing is you're seeing that, you know, the cheeseburger isn't what it used to be. So had you not eaten a cheeseburger or taken the break, you wouldn't have felt like, you know, like Joel, for example, Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go back. And then anyway, um, Joel is Joel had a bad couple of days or a, a couple, not bad couple of days, a couple of days he's not proud of, but on in lieu of that, because of Joel taking a break, taking a deep breath, posting it to the group, realizing it, 
right? Getting it out there, creating space for something new. I guarantee Joel is going to go into this group into this week with a veracity that he never would have had had he not had those those oh, couple days. So it's almost like a recoil or something. Exactly, that's exactly how I feel. I'm on fire. Yeah. yeah. Can, I jump, can I jump right on that for a second? Right. So would you jump all over so Joel? I, yeah. Yeah. Go <laughs> After we go off the air here, but listen, um, no, you know, I just, hold on to hold on to your thought, man, because it's it's awesome. But I just wanted to jump in just in one part there. It's something you said that was so absolutely important to every single person who's listening to the show, and even all of us on here right now doing it. And it's exactly what's killing most of us in trying to get through anything new, but most heavily, uh, health and wellness. And that's the word that you use, proud, right? About how he may not be so proud of his last couple of days. And people use words like that all of the time. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of this anxiety is coming from, right? So, Joel, the thing is, and, and you know, and not to put you on the spot right here in this recording, but something, yeah, all right. something for everybody to think about is and and i do this with clients you know if we were going to talk and one of the challenge would be let's say joel says yeah look man i had a really shitty couple of days um i'm not too proud of some of the stuff i did and didn't do blah blah, blah. i would stop and i would say okay you know that's i understand that um you know thanks for sharing that part with me let me ask you something who is it that you're answering to about those couple of days and if he says, well, well, what do you mean? And I say, well, you say you're not too proud of those couple of days or the things that you did or didn't do. So who is it that you're answering to? Uh, well, you know, I'm part of a, of a, of a health and wellness group, um, you know, and there's, there's a bunch of members and it's like, tell them about everything. Okay, so, so they're judging you then, you know, is that something that's come up before, you know, have some of them called you out and, you know, and, and really bashed you about the fact that you didn't, well, no, 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 we're a really supportive group. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, so then who is it that's judging you, that's making you feel uh, this lack of pride in what you did or didn't do? Like, who's holding you accountable to that? And, and look, we can go around and around, and I have gone around and around almost an entire hour session with someone trying to get to the point to where in the last few minutes and they're dwindling down, all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, nobody but me. And where did that nobody but me come from? Well, societal expectations, you know, things that I've been right, taught that right. I need to be able to answer for. And once we remove all of that, they go, holy shit, this is going to be one hell of a week. I can't wait. I want to get out there. Mm, and I'm yeah. going to do some amazing things this week because they're not now held back by what they feel in the past is preventing them from being proud of waking up every goddamn day, taking a breath and going out there and killing it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to add, like, I was always the anxious type of person. And for me to go back and you talk about the past a lot, for me, that's been a big, big thing over the years. I would go back and re 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 go through all the scenarios and stuff like that. And for me, it's more the, it's more like, I feel like I'm self-sabotaging my progress and I would kind of think about it. Come on, oh my gosh, you know, is it one day is okay, but three, four days is that's not good. Right. And that, that's why I felt the urge to, to share this with the group. And also I wanted to share with the group, like we're all human Right, and yeah. very few of us go back into the past yep. though to actually resolve, accept, move on from it. Most of us go back to analyze it and then beat ourselves up again, and analyze no, it and beat ourselves beat up again, and then the anxiety yeah. grows. And and to get mm -hmm. back to neurology, you know, as that anxiety grows again, our body doesn't know, right? And this has been shown over and over and over and over and over. 
our body does not know if we are in a fight or flight or if we aren't because as long as we are perceived to be, which is when we're in our anxiety state or fear, you know, or stress or compulsion. Exactly, right? It so believes what the mind sees. the body to react this way. Um, so, you know, nutrition, and this is a whole other show, Neil, but, but I know you and I had quickly chatted about, you know, you were saying what a great show that is too, is that even with the nutrition and, you know, what our body doesn't digest properly and what it doesn't absorb when we're in fight or flight, because hmm. again, everything's been pulled away from our digestive system and everything, right? And you know all about that stuff. Yep. So, you know, all of these things happen that people don't realize and the tiniest bit of anxiety running in our body at any given time holds us. In our, in our conscious state, and our beta state, holds us in a fight or flight type of scenario. And as long as we're in that scenario, we are not doing anything. And what, else, right? and what creates a oh, lot of anxiety, Jerry? Uh, right? Uh, guilt? It's, guilt? It's, it's Is that not like, right? you can so feel it in your chest when you feel guilty. Anxiety or stress from, you know, yeah. is the problem yeah. still there? Right, and there's a million and one problems. We can never list them all on the show, but a million and one things that can cause us stress. Um, there's there are things that can cause us anxiety from both the past and the future. Right, very very little in the now can cause us anxiety, and again, that's been studied and proven. Right, so hmm. you know, no. guys, mom. Well, exactly. Right? Well, it is right. My, it's my science. Is the basis of, of unless, modern psychology. Right, unless you're running from a tiger. That would be that would cause anxiety now. Yes, it, it would in the now. That's right. Yes. So, right. But it now. But that's what the body's geared to handle. Your body's actually it's already handling to handle that. It's not geared to handle because if you're upset about it, yeah. Well, yeah, but this it's 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 evolved to handle the acute stresses, the mm-hmm. flight right. or fight lions and tigers and bears, oh my, and floods and and, and this. But what we're not handling, what we're not wired to handle, and what, what we're trying to learn through, you know, shoring up the body and dealing with the processing that's going on in the mind so that we understand it, why we have Joe as part of the community, is the fact that we need to learn how to handle chronic stress. Stress of, you know, things that could or may that are being fed to us through the media. There was a report done in 2014 that said we see more deplorable images and sounds and, and, and hear more bad news in the wow. run of a day than we would have in a hundred years of living in life. Or, or sorry, wow. uh, uh, than we would in a lifetime a hundred years ago. So the body's really having a difficult time trying to manage this. And we're looking for uh, exogenous sources to manage it. We look for alcohol. We look for approval. We look for food. We look for exercise. All these things are management for an issue that we're having problems processing. But if we slow them down, if we slow the, the thought processes down, if we breathe and, and you know, be present in the moment, then you're going to start to see, really, it's not that big of a deal. Or at least and cut out the some body of the stresses that, that you're creating, right? Like well, taking a break and just not being feeling guilty anymore right. now. Like, and just that's at least you can, the tiger still may chase you tomorrow, but yeah. and at least you're not causing your own anxieties over, you know, eating a piece of cake or something like that. I mean, like. Right. And so here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not exacerbating exactly. it by, you know, twisting right. the knife and pouring salt on the if wound, happens, you'll be ready for it tomorrow. Side of the if it happens. Anxiety that we live in, right. Is that we, ra- we, we irrationally, imagine all of the things that could possibly happen to us tomorrow or that we may miss out on tomorrow or that you know may not happen although we were hoping they would happen tomorrow 
right? And so we focus on all of those things while also kicking the shit out of ourselves about what happened yesterday. And right. we have no time for the now, right? The, the now doesn't even get a chance to register. Look, if I was if I was part of the community where the where the tigers were, no, you know, constantly torn into the jungle or whatever, um, I didn't have to worry about the tiger every single day. We had people out around the outer marks of the community and whatever who looked after that, right? right. I didn't have to think about it every minute of every day, like we do all of the stuff in today's world. Very like true. Every, like you were saying, Neil, with the media, you know, with everything that's going on, you know, I mean, this this COVID nineteen, yeah, this pandemic, and this is another whole show. But you know, when we talk about this pandemic um, and what I said on the video the other day, I think uh, maybe to your post, Neil, or something, and I commented back. It's just that look, we're 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 potentially yeah, at yeah. least a few years after this pandemic, when we're going to be dealing with all sorts of not only mental challenges, hmm. right, and deficiencies, but physical ones as well. Because again, if our mental state controls us physically, then if we are experiencing mental challenges or breakdowns or conditions, we are likewise going to have those same physical conditions or those challenges. It does. Yeah. The, the, the mental aspect of us, it, it influences us heavily and there's, you know, and there's things that happen in the body with inflammatory cytokines that show that when the body's weak, the mind is, is, is um, hmm. vulnerable. You know what I mean? It's like the foundation and vice versa. When the mind is cluttered and noisy and erratic, then the body tends to feel that because it can't see like it feels what the body it believes what the what what the mind is seeing but also too is the mind relies on the body as that stoic individual that's like mm-hmm. chill out dude like frig like you know you, you know what i mean like it's no big deal we got this right it's it's like the big brooding friend that you have that doesn't talk much <laughs> but when push comes to shove he'll punch a hole through someone Right. So really, you, you, you feel kind of confident, you know, I can walk through a crowd and I've got Jimmy the knuckle with me and he'll, you know, mash anybody's face in that that decides that I'm I'm not supposed to be there. So but what's happened to us is the body's weak and the mind is distracted and it's causing like it's like mixing cleaners. It's causing this big inflammatory issue where our bodies can't absorb the food. If if we go, we have to go all in or if we stop we're afraid that we're going to fall off the edge of the earth well, like i can't stop because if i stop i'm not going to get back up and if you believe like we're a lot totally of work just been done driven by momentum the years like since what like since the 80s into the 90s like dr bruce lipton uh dr uh joe uh dispenza i mean look he's a neurologist uh, joe dispenza um you look at you look at those yep. guys if you believe their studies and i do heavily and i've i've just i've read a lot of their stuff i've listened to a lot of their stuff and if you look at their stuff, if the body is weak, if there's stuff going on with the body, it's because the mind is not working properly. It's not doing the things. We're not taking the breaks. Um, here's something real quick for you guys, um, and then maybe I'll stop talking because we're getting late. But um, And I've been doing a lot of blah, blah, blah all night. I love the, it. If you, if you want to talk about disconnecting or taking the, that break, if you want to even look at a five-minute or a ten-minute, if you can afford a half an hour every day, great. Um, if you are one of the ones who can get up at, you know, four or five or six in the morning, whatever your time is, and if you get 15 minutes when you first get up and you're having some water and you've not touched the caffeine yet, um, here's something to consider doing. And it goes post earlier, Neil, about journaling. 
And, and I love that because here's the thing about journaling. Journaling could literally be writing down a few thoughts. And what I, would, what I would suggest or welcome anybody to do if they're really trying to figure out how can I make the best of that 10 minutes that I have or the five minutes or the 15, write down something that you really feel that you're stressed about right now or you're anxious about right now or that may be holding you back right now or that you're looking at in a negative way or that's, or that's kind of made you, you know, feel like you're in quote unquote a mood and a mood is really only a, a sustained thought over a couple of days, right? That's, and that puts you in what's called a mood. But if you take and write that idea down and then you find yourself alone and quiet for five minutes or 10 minutes, and yes, it's a form of meditation, <laughs> Greg, don't go there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just blocking Greg for a change. Because I know where he's going with this. You, you put him in a room by himself with a name on a. And then you go and you find, you find that space and you find that quiet time where you try not to even think about uh, anything at all or everything at all. But don't force it. Just sit quietly. Best if you can close your eyes, you know, you don't have to do the whole uh, stereotypical meditation, you know, sitting or, you know, any of that kind of stuff for now, just sit there, eyes closed and just see what happens. Just and, exist. And, and, and just exist and just be in the now, right? Be in the moment, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and then when you come out of it, here's the thing. When you come out of that, when you decided <laughs> that five minutes is all you can get or 10 minutes is all you get, go back to that question. Hmm. Go back to what you wrote down and maybe journal a little bit more about it, or maybe write a little bit more about it and, and, and pay special note to how your thoughts may now be changing versus when you wrote it five minutes ago or 10 minutes ago. And like your heart should have slowed, you know, your mind will have slowed, your heart should have slowed, your breathing should have slowed down. Everything should have slowed, slowed down to the point where you could potentially have tapped into your subconscious but it allows your, your subconscious to work on whatever it was that you wrote down or whatever has been stressing you or causing the anxiety. It's just a little exercise. I'd be curious if you guys want to try it and, you know, maybe we can, I think I'm going to, I'm going to try that inside the group, right? Post inside the group. We can start a thread on that one and say, yeah, look, I tried it. You know, here's, I didn't have anything happen and that's okay too. Right. This is not another hmm. stressor. This is not another, yeah. and, you know, have some anxiety over whether or not this is going to work for you. That's not <laughs> what this is about. Yeah. Right because we're all different in all of this. And there are people who have extraordinary experiences when they do this the first time. There are some people who do it 27 times before they finally go, holy shit, that was a really cool five minutes. Here's what yeah. came out of this with, right? Here, or here's yeah. where my anxiety went when I came out of it. And we go, aha, right? Right, aha moment. I like yeah. that a lot. I'm actually gonna try it tomorrow. I'm gonna try it first thing in the morning. I, I... I will too. I've actually been doing it a little bit in the past couple of weeks, and uh, it does make a difference. Some mornings, not last week, because uh, it wasn't the, my best week, but the week prior to that, I actually tested out a couple of days where one day I would jump on my phone right off the bat or get get to some task on my computer, and then the next day I would meditate instead. And the difference between the two was it was crazy. It's mm -hmm. absolutely crazy. My day it just went a different direction. Wow. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. First, first I like that a lot too. Neil, you mentioned day. something earlier too about about you know like I've done 
the crazy diets and stuff like that, you know, like, you know, a month of, you know, eating, drinking protein shakes and, and, and it just, I, I only lasted two weeks because yeah. I didn't stop, take a break and reward myself. And, and it actually ended up being worse because I just went right off the deep end I mean, after those two weeks and just ate like crap for like a week and a half and got, you know, lost everything that I gained. Do you mean? So it's like, if you, if I, if I had taken that yeah. small break, you know, maybe had a little reward or treat. I bet you I could continue it on longer and longer and longer. I mean, like. Absolutely, buddy. Yeah. It's like you can't sprint an entire marathon and um, a deprivation will always lead to overcompensation, both psychologically Mm -hmm. and physiologically. It's just the way that we're hardwired, right? Um, The body will overcompensate in an effort to try like extreme behavior uh, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So the more extreme that we move and the more that we diet, the more that we push, the more that is pushed back and it creates this, this opposing force. So um, it's, you know, it's, it's what it is, that, how we're doing it is causing, how we're doing this is causing the effects that we're having. So our lack of success is driven by our focus of success. So if we stop focusing on what is, what our society is deemed as success in regards to health, if we change that focus, we soften it a little bit, move slowly and kindly to it, then the chances of achieving it and sustaining it go up exponentially. That's what we're seeing in other cultures that don't know nutritional science, that don't know neurosciences or anything like that. They just they live that way because their parents were happy and their parents taught their children how to be happy, how to be fruitful, how to provide for themselves and cook and hmm. be social and all these things. So they, they stuck to, to tradition. And with us as a society, we're such a hodgepodge and a, an eclectic group, especially in Western you know, culture in North America. Um, it's such a, such a melding pot that really we've lost any culture, any identity that we have that way. So those practices go to the wayside and we all conform to this herd mentality where we're doing what everybody else is doing. So it's, and they use media and they use all these, these, these uh, avenues to control our momentum, to control our direction. And this is where stopping, taking a deep breath can be extraordinarily beneficial because in my opinion, not taking Hmm. a step in the wrong direction is perceived as forward motion. When the rest of the herd is, is cascading over the edge of a cliff and you've stood your ground, felt uncomfortable, got bumped around by everybody rushing past you, but you stood there all of a sudden you're going to start to see the distance between you and the herd that's careening off the edge of the cliff. And you're going to feel like, you know what, if I turn 180 degrees and go in this direction, I'm, I'm ahead now. They're behind me. So by me not actually moving and staying in the moment, it served me so, so well that, that was, Neil, I'm, I'm was way ahead of the game. So anyway, that, those are my thoughts. That was actually awesome. Yeah. That was anyway, awesome. Thank you, buddy. Really good so point. Much, so much truth in it. So much truth in it. <laughs> like how many people have you heard, Neil, in all your years of doing this? How many people have you heard that when you and I, them, I love- yeah, you know, you can you can lose, you know, safely, or I don't know what the number used to be. What was it like, two pounds a week or something? Was kind of moderate and whatever. How many people said, "Yeah, right on. I get to lose yeah. two pounds a week by not eating the chips anymore." Yeah, and they wrote in the arms. No, very few, right? Most of the, most of them are like, "Holy shit balls, really? I got to uh, two pounds no. a week." What happened? <laughs> right. All of a sudden, the anxiety goes up, right? The mm. stress level goes up. 
So the cortisol is being released. The fight or flight is starting because the body doesn't yeah. know why you're feeling this way, right? Yeah. All it knows is it's reacting to what the mind is telling it. And again, and then you start that downward spiral, right? Mm. So people struggle, struggle all week to try to lose the two pounds. Yep. themselves in the ass next week when they didn't, right? There's all that cascading effect, right? So, so this is why I've always felt, and you and right. I talked about this, you're doing it right, right? And that's what I've always thought about. Self-fulfilling prophecy. The fact that you were tapped into that and you're telling people, look, it's the whole journey and it's, you know, it's a lifestyle thing and it's not a diet and it's not this and it's not that, but here are all the things that it is. And if you're making these lifestyle changes and, and working towards this, it's, it's no longer even a goal. It's a lifestyle. And when you remove those goals like that, you're removing that anxiety and the fear of the future, right? Which again, puts us into a fight or flight situation. So, so no, man, it's, it's, yeah. Right. And, but I mean, goal setting is, is no, no, no. again, goal setting is something that we don't want people not to do, but it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's attaching the, the, the all or nothing to achieving that goal. Like you can, you know, to have goals of being healthy, we, and we've talked about this, Greg, Joel and I is, are they actually your goals? Like, or are you just painting by numbers? Are you just, have you been programmed into thinking that, you know, yeah, I want a six pack of abs. But meanwhile, it's really the last thing that you want. And until you, right? And, and you'll figure that out if you take your time. But if, if you collapse this all down and you go at it with both barrels, you know, again, it goes back to the scientific method is just because we can do something like science and philosophy used to run in tandem, right? The scientists would be like, oh, yeah, we can, you know, make Frankenstein and we could, or, you know, we could crossbreed a chicken with a gazelle. And then you'd have the philosophers that would say, well, should you do that? Let's think about it, right? And I feel that the insight community creates that again, where, yes, we're throwing all kinds of data at people. We've got great research articles. We've got great articles for people to read and get them thinking and get them questioning. But then you have the support of your peers to give you different perspectives. So all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, well, yeah, I could go on this carnivore diet and I could eat meat because it sounds really scientifically, you know, solid, but then you have other people in the group right. that might pipe in and it makes you wonder, well, should I, is it right for me? Like, so those questions that, that reflective, that moment of right. here's where I am instead of being so yep. hell bent on getting ahead. Ooh. Anyway, it's just, Love it's it. a really, really cool place and we're running on 65 minutes. So let's button it up. Um, right. But this is, this is why the experts in the community are here. It's to raise these kind of topics and discuss these types of things and why we have the community. And it's not just uh, a dictatorship where I give you a meal plan. Joel gives you a workout. Greg makes sure the system doesn't crash, and Joel do- and and, and uh, Joe doesn't even exist because mindfulness and and uh, following structure and listening, listening to orders. You know, mindfulness isn't something that exists in the military. Um, so we're taking a different approach to this, and a lot of you have the, the vernacular down where you can say, oh, this is a lifestyle, and I, I believe this, and I'm never going back. But until you put in the time and until you remove the garbage and replace it with the new behaviors, it's just, it's, you're, you're just speaking into the wind. It's right. all stuff that we've all heard before, and uh, you're writing checks you can't cash. So spend the time in the group, get on there daily, ask questions, learn more. 
because that learning, like we say, we're not losing weight, we're gaining health. When you gain knowledge, when you gain insight, then this whole ignorance that we have regarding our, ourselves and how and what we need in order to do what it is that we aspire to do, it starts to go away. We push it out with new information, with, with insight, right? And this is, this is the goal. This is why we're here and this is what we're doing. So the group is the magic. The rest of it All is right. just yeah. that was a very interesting podcast. I, know, I cool. want to keep. I could keep going. I could keep hearing you talk all day. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> we'll we'll do more of this. I'm sure. But uh, I appreciate yeah. you, Joe. It was I, awesome. I, I messaged you last minute, and I appreciate you jumping in, man. That it was great. It is my pleasure, buddy. It's good to have you in the community. Well needed, I think too. It's. Uh, it's yeah yeah it's going to be an asset and uh well yeah and it goes hand yeah, in hand, yeah right? it, it brings people often forget that too things, i know because so cool. they do forget you know i the mind and the body work yeah, together yeah. right people often get deta- detached from that so it's awesome right yeah yeah we're not we're, we're not autonomous it's a bunch mm-hmm. of different things and the two management tools Right. Uh, the the body and the mind so you can't you can't deal with one and not the other right in terms of training you know right. you can't work your chest and not your biceps so you can't work your upper body and not your legs right the body craves mm-hmm. um symmetry it craves you know uh, uh balance so uh, i think you know we've gone from stages where we've been these incredible insightful thoughtful scientific you know out of the dark ages mm. but then now you get the superficial <laughs> six pack of abs in three weeks and jacked and tanned and instagram um right so there's we've seen now both ends of the teeter-totter so i think it's up to groups like this Love and it. experts like us to Love help it. people yeah. find that yeah. fulcrum that Can center group, cool cool next awesome guys thank next you week. very much thank you everybody who's listening yeah all right, all right. we'll see you on Bye, the guys. inside Bye. All right, buddy.